we went out to lunch and they took fucking forever. And it's like, yeah, like I, I, I don't care who put in what order when we have a baby who's obviously <laughs> over it. <laughs> I get priority, motherfuckers. Yeah. Bring me my tacos. <laughs> like not only this, I have drank in thirty-two ounces of beer at this point. <laughs> I got a fucking, I got a, I got a cranky baby, and I'm loaded up with beer. So bring me my fucking tacos. <laughs> I wish there was a way to make a shirt out of that because I would wear it, and I would obviously get you one. <laughs> my baby's over it, and I'm loaded up with beer. So bring me my fucking tacos. But it has to be in the voice that you just did it in too. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting well, this on YouTube, by the way. Right? Oh, yeah. We are not cutting that part. Yeah. We just went to a sweet Mexican restaurant that serves you 32 ounces of beer for $5. What is what is wrong with them? Uh, they can charge more, guys. I will pay more. Um, El Ranchero, I will Don't pay more. That. Dude, we had all of us, Kate, me, and the baby, with alcohol, $25. What the fuck? Anyway, this isn't yeah, about. I'm in the. I'm in the wrong. Pl- I live in the wrong city. This isn't about delicious Mexican food. Um, wait. This before we even do that, podcast. can I tell a good baby story? Because you're gonna. Dude, drop it. Let's great, do this. Okay. So the other day, I come home from work and I feel like ass. I have a bad headache, and it's just like my head just feels like it's slowly expanding. So mm-hmm. Amanda picked Kent up from daycare. She brings him home. Nice. He's comes in jibber jabbered running and the dog gets all excited when everyone comes home because that's when we all go for a walk. I'm like, can you take him for a walk? I just want to lay down. So we're trying like literally like everyone is just like tripping and falling all over each other. I crouch down to give Kent a hug and my giant werewolf dog, Mr. Freeze headbutts Kent in the chin and his jaw clacks. You know, it wasn't bad. I watched it happen. He didn't get hurt, but he's two. So he started crying. And screaming. So I scooped him up because I'm a caring father and an empathetic human being. And I held him to my chest. And I always forget that when he cries this hard, he flails. So I pick him up and he's screaming. And I say, what happened? What ha-? Even I saw it. What happened? I-, I kiss it. Where do you want me to kiss? So he points at his chin and he's screaming and he gets that silent part of the scream. I don't know if Sammy does this. Yeah, yeah. Screaming. <laughs> and then that's when the flailing starts. And he kicks me with like Daniel's son accuracy in one ball, just directly <laughs> in one ball. And it's been a while since I got hit there. Good. Like he hits me there and stands on it often, but usually oh, it's yeah. off just a hair. So it's okay. Yeah. I this get kicked in the nuts like on. once a week and my nuts are steel. I mean, they're steel he at this point. Galvanized on me. And yeah. like you can kind of roll with it, right? Like that's a dad skill. Sure. I think you need to develop. That's an yeah. evolutionary trait. But he got it so good. I'm standing in the in the, the entranceway of my front door. I'm used door to getting my balls him. busted. This is fine. Yeah, yeah, this is right? fine. Wife and kids, you know what I mean. But <laughs> he, it, it was so hard, so unexpected, and it it was just he couldn't have kicked one ball anymore directly. So that I you I, started screaming like ah, and then you got to the silent part, and you're like. Ah. <laughs> And then you started flailing. I'm flailing. <clears throat> and you kicked I, him in the balls. I fell to the floor, like just a sack of rocks, just boom. But like, again, because I'm a great father, I held him so he didn't get crushed. We fell to the floor. And as I hit on my side, I opened my arms. So he rolled out. 
laughing maniacally the entire time because he had no idea why that was happening, but loved it. He gets up and he is laughing. Amanda's yelling from the other room because she heard me go down. She, what happened? I'm like, oh, he kicked me. I'm, I can't breathe. No, but you got to do it in the voice. He kicked me. I, I can't breathe. I couldn't. Like just like, like eight was, octaves higher, baby. so it was one of those like it took the wind out of me Whew. and I knew I was going to be sick <sighs> afterwards, but I wasn't there yet. So now I'm sitting up like crisscross and I'm holding myself and Kent like looks over and realizes that I'm hurt. <laughs> and he comes over and he puts his hands on my shoulder and he's like, Daddy, OK, Daddy, you OK? You OK, Daddy, you happy now? And I think he realizes that he is the one that hurt me. Oh, you So did. now he starts yeah. to feel bad. He's rubbing my face and like my balls feel like they are just like. The only thing I can describe it is like when Blade kills a vampire and they like explode, explode into fiery sparks. dust. Yes. Yeah, that's what I feel like is happening to my entire reproductive situation. And I'm holding on to it and he comes over and he's rubbing my shoulder and rubbing my face in like a really, really caring, you know, mature gesture. And he's like, daddy, you okay now? You okay? I said, I'll be okay, buddy. He goes, I kiss you, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I am in so much pain and I am having trouble breathing. But now this little motherfucker makes me start laughing. <laughs> I can't control. It's like, yeah, buddy, can you kiss my boo boo? And I pointed at my knee. So he and he made a huge show out of like, Mwah! you okay now? And I'm like, thanks, buddy. You're not. You're gonna be only child now because of this little. Ordeal. Yeah, I was gonna say. It was, I hope it was you were trying for your friend. joke. <laughs> Oh, oh well, we'll oh always remember it because you told it on the podcast. Daddy, you okay? <laughs> Daddy, don't talk about this on podcast, okay? You okay. <laughs> oh, he's into the podcast now too because Good. I wore the shirt and he's interested in the in the logo. Yeah. And he also like it's understands that podcast is when I talk to you with the microphones. Yeah. So like Amanda will be like, all right, he's gonna go podcast now. Daddy podcast. Daddy talk on the radio show. Daddy yeah. podcast. Sammy loves the microphones and she'll go ooh, ooh, ah, 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 like a monkey. I'm like, yeah. Um, so today we do the bouncing Sammy where I bounce her up and down, throw her in the air and stuff. And she, she, we were bouncing and my arms got tired. Cause after like, after like five minutes of bouncing, you're like sure. my shoulder workouts done. I got my reps in and she lays her head on my chest in the sweetest fashion. And I was like, Oh, this baby's so sweet. And then she jumps one more time, just right into my nose, just straight into my nose. My eyes are watering. I'm seeing stars. I'm just like, Ah, my wife's like, what happened? I was like, she just like head butted me. Like I could be dead now. She just like right <laughs> nose bone into my skull. Daddy's dead. The end. Oh, anyway, welcome the to launch dad podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well. Welcome to launch dad podcast. Uh, I'm Aaron. Uh, so yeah, we got some stuff to talk about guys. Follow us on social media. Tell us your kids stories, but also tell us what like goofy nerd shit you want. Cause we need more nerd content. Yeah, uh, if, you guys, hit us up. if you guys have hung out with us for this long on this episode, we're not going to talk about this, this, you cute, adorable, hilarious baby shit the whole time. We're going to talk oh. about stupid, bad movies. Well, shit, we got a... Oh, yeah. man, we have... It's worth it. If you made it through Ooh. that stupid shit with our kids, now the real meat of this meal is coming. <laughs> I thought right? it was hilarious when he told his kid to kiss his balls. <laughs> <laughs> the record. I did not tell him that. <laughs> no, kissed his knee. It was really sweet. Uh, yeah, we are talking about Majorettes, which is one of the weirdest, horriblest 
gold standard or shitty movie. Like this was mwah, 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 oh, just mm. like, oh, you need a group of people and you need to watch this on Tubi now. Anyway, Majorettes, hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Check us out on YouTube because uh, we are going to be really animated about this because I am excited to watch this shit and it was ridiculous. So let's get into it. Launchpad Podcast. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm uh, Matt. Matt, um, today we have a movie that gets more off topic than I think we have ever done, and we are prone to it. You and I are so prone to getting off topic. Like, at the beginning of this episode, we're like, let's talk about this shitty movie and our kids for our 10 kids, minutes. Yeah. This movie, okay, it's called Majorettes. What year did this come out, Matt? Do you remember? 86, This came out in 86 from Pittsburgh. And it was one of those that, like, they made it, and it got uh, theatrical distribution overseas first, never really made it into theaters here. But then, you know, there was a big, booming horror VHS market back yeah. then. So that's where it kind of, I won't say made it, but that's where it ended up. <laughs> so the person who wrote this also wrote the novel of Majorettes. Yes. And he also wrote Night of the Living Dead, co-wrote. He's one of the, one of the people credited mm-hmm. with... Being involved with Night of the Living Dead. And there's a couple other Night of the Living Dead people in this. Johnny from the first like 10 minutes. They're coming to get you, Barbara. He mm-hmm. plays a creepy like pastor in this. And one of the police guys is played by the first zombie we see who attacks. You know, he's a he's a famous guy, also seen in Zombie Nosh. Uh, if okay, you know. he is the first the first zombie that we see is the director of majorettes yes he's also in the movie as one of the shitty cops yeah yeah it's uh (laughs) yeah this is one of those that like the more i like i watched it it was crazy and then for the show i started to research it and there's not as much on it as i would have thought but what was there was like uh, well let me just say i watched this like two three months ago and i told you about (laughs) it like dude this is this is one for the books you got to check it out and you were like okay and i was like no no Without telling you why, I, I don't want to give it away, but you need to watch it because it's fucking bonkers. And even like yesterday when you said you were going to watch it, it sounded like you're like, oh, I'll, I'll get to it today and tomorrow and stuff. But now that not only did we decide to do this episode just about that, but you seem so into it, I am validated is the wrong word, but I'm so jazzed that you're on the same page of like bonerosity with well, me as this movie. So you and I both love shitty movies. We love mm-hmm. shitty movies, but... I think you love shitty movies more than I do to the extent that you will give a shitty movie a better like chance than I will. Like mm, okay. I the shitty movie has to be right, man. There is a slim avenue. There is a tightrope, you know, that you have to walk for that to be that good to me. And there are very few that do it. Like, you know, a movie like say Chopping Mall is one mm. of my favorite shitty movies. Sure. Not that bad. In all honesty, it's a crappy movie, but it's one of the best crappy movies you get. This movie's straight up bad, okay? Like, oh yeah, objectively garbage. But, <laughs> but I 
was laughing hysterically throughout it because there's moments where people like be talking to each other and the, they will pause for a really long time. And you're like, wait, did you forget your lines? Are there more lines? And then the scene will cut. And you're like, oh, that was the end of the scene. And they didn't know. Like, the second they stop saying their lines, their character stops as well. If they had any character, they're just like deadpan. Silence. What? And there was definitely a couple of those <laughs> cuts where, like, they finished their line, the action was cut, and they shot a couple more seconds so that you had enough to edit with. But then they made the cut, like, the visual cut in the actual film two or three seconds after all dialogue had stopped and everyone is just standing there. <laughs> standing there. All right. Let me give you this list because I wrote a list that every time a new plot thread was introduced, <laughs> I wrote it down. Here's, here's the list, okay? And we'll get into some of these, but here's the list. Starts with majorettes. Women who uh, are in the marching band who throw the baton. That's a majorette, in case you didn't know. Starts with majorettes. Then we have a peeping Tom. Then there's an evil nurse. There's some trust money involved. There's a vegetable grandmother. Teen pregnancy. Ritualistic murder. Some guy who looks like the prowler in camo killing teens. College problems. Will I get into college? Will I go to the same college as my boyfriend? Detective murder mystery. The gang. Drugs. Blackmail murder. Don't kill Vicky till she's 18. Whoopsie. High school quarterback revenge vegetable grandma murder murder framing murder all caps all cops are bad the end it is that's pretty accurate and this is one of those movies okay so i started watching it it was on tubi and if we haven't said it enough we should be sponsored by tubi i think tubi is the best streaming service for the type of movie that i usually want to (laughs) watch it's not like i don't go there every time but chances are i'm gonna watch tubi at some point every day um, the, the poster for this is a woman being strangled by a majorette baton by a man behind her holding it up to her neck. That's, that's the, the image of this after doing some digging. And now I've bought the Blu-ray obviously, and watched the special features. Uh, the original image was a, um, skeleton twirling the baton. Which so is a pretty great image. What's that other VHS high school? The high school murder one where it's a, a skeleton the with cheerleader, pom-poms? cheerleader. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think uh, Return of Horror High. Yeah, 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 something uh, like that. Um, th- it's it's a great image, and in the special features, numerous people involved with the production, the writers and the director, say, "I just thought this would be a great movie because of that poster." Like, there's no way people are not going to see the movie because of that poster. Which is absolutely true, and that sort of marketing and thought continues to this day, right, Marvel? Um, but the movie starts with a, you know, like a prowler, like a, a, J, a, a, a Michael Myers. Someone is killing off these majorettes. Yeah. Very formulaic, nothing to distinguish it from any other movie other than it's fucking terrible, and yeah. it's focusing specifically on majorettes. At one point, the movie takes such a huge, I won't even say left turn, it just gets derailed. I was watching it while I was doing comic book art homework and stuff like that on my computer, and I looked up and I was like, did Tubi change the movie? Like, did something happen because there are no remnants of the previous film? Even like the quote unquote main characters are not in it for a minute. It's like once they kill off enough majorettes, like who's left? We forgot. So we're going to focus on the, the quarterback of the football team. 
wait, he's a character in this movie? What? And he goes on a Rambo-killing rampage to kill all the drug dealers. That wasn't what this movie... We're not involved in the movie until two-thirds of the way through. No. What the fuck? It's a great rampage, by the way. I mean, oh, good it, job. I agree. But and I'm like I, watching this. Of, I'm like... A lot of reviews are hating on that rampage, saying that it's like <laughs> trauma style and it's yes. very... But it's like... First of all, it's not Rambo, but it's fucking great. It's some high school kid with an unexplained M16 just, just shooting up these drug guys for shooting up these drug revenge. Dealers. It's fucking great. For revenge. Revenge that you're like, wait, I thought this movie was about majorettes. Why is it the high school, <laughs> the head of the high school football yeah. team now? Goofy as shit. Uh, we'll get into the gang in a second. So, yeah, it opens up, and first we have the majorettes, and then they go to shower, and we get some booze. Oh, wait, right can we bed. talk about how it opens, though? Because no, no, that not was... yet. Hold on. They get <laughs> okay. to the shower. They get to the shower, and, and, and they're showering, and then somebody's peeping on them. So, right off the bat, you're like, peeping Tom movie. I get it. Creepy. Right. Nope. We've seen nope. this. That, that's not what that's about. Immediately, like, <laughs> this creepy, like, Forrest Gump guy is the peeping Tom, but he's not the murderer, and you're like... Why did why does he have to be a peeping Tom? Why does that have anything to do with it? Why is he in this movie? They keep cutting back to him doing creepy shit. It's so fucked up. So you want to talk about the opening, like the, the titles? You you like the titles? Yeah. It opens with <laughs> all these majorettes. None of them have a baton. In the yeah. entire 78-minute feeling sequence of them dancing t- during a photo shoot. It's like a photo shoot, yeah. And they're all dancing against these bleachers, and one girl will come up at a time for her like spotlight, and there's a nerdy guy taking pictures of them. I don't know how close you watched it, but I was watching it closely. There's like 10 of them. And it looks like they are less prepared as they go down the line. She's like, oh, there's damn, she took my dance who, move. Yeah. Oh, fuck, she took my pose. There's a couple girls who go up, and it's like, they didn't even know that they were supposed to be dancing. Oh, wait, I'm supposed like, to do some moves? Yeah, and, it, and <laughs> they're like, a couple girls do, they're not great, but like some dances. A couple girls just do what I can only describe as moving their bodies because <laughs> I got to give them credit. They did do that, but I it put was on, not like in any sort of timed motions. Or I put on sexy. Um, Dr. Dre's 2001 to listen to uh, on, on vinyl because we're mm-hmm. that cool. Well, uh, Listen, because I wanted to listen to Forgot About Dre and next episode. And Sammy's like dancing, just like dancing to it. She's just bouncing up and down, flailing her arms. It was kind of like that. <laughs> but less coordinated, right? Um, they have no they have no batons at all. Um, and they're dancing and it gets worse and worse and worse. Come to find out. Uh, and this is from watching the special features in the Blu- Blu-ray. They all those girls, none of them were dancers. But one of the guys in production was married to a dance coach. She coached them and the director got them all drunk before the shoot so that they would loosen up. (laughs) And it Um, literally is like, I wrote that essentially in my notes. And then I saw that and I just underlined the word drunk drunk because it was like, here's my assessment. Oh, then they walk into the locker room with their batons. Here's my assessment of the baton situation in this fucking thing. (laughs) The movie I okay. Look, I just ha- I had to guess what a majorette was because the movie didn't seem like they ordered batons for their majorettes, but the batons didn't come in until the end of shooting the movie. Because the only time I see them with batons is like a third into the film, and then at the very end they had some batons. But like for most of the movie, these people who are majorettes, who are the people who oh, have they're not the batons, featured. They don't have batons. They, they have don't do at anything. The end of this number, there's it, there's an establishing shot of the locker room, and the girls walk in, and they all have their batons, but they didn't use them. In his entire shitty ass dance. Because they don't know how. Because they don't know how. The budget was gone. 
You got some good, you know, good. I think there's good boob shots throughout. I've read a lot of reviews about that. Good, um, good in about quotes. These it's like raw twenty and thirty year old, uh, twenty and thirty year old high school seniors. Yes, I know. You know uh, with their mom, mommy memories. <laughs> just ridiculous. So yeah, we get the peeping tom, who is obviously the creepy janitor, who's like some something's wrong with him. He's like simple or something. He's like he's like Forrest Gump style. And he's like taking pictures and you're like, oh, that's creepy. Well, that's what this movie's going to be about, right? No, 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 no. Then we cut to like this creepy nurse who's like pushing around. German nurse. Yeah, German nurse who's pushing around this old lady who is basically a vegetable. Like she doesn't talk in the whole movie. She doesn't respond. She doesn't even blink. She just sits there. And but this, she's always smirking. smirking. She has that yeah. like, I'm in a movie. Style. I'm in a movie. Even when she's dead, it's yeah. And <laughs> the German nurse is just talking mad shit to her. When you die, I'm gonna sell your shit in like a creepy German accent. And she's like, I can't wait to murder you and steal your fucking money. And you're like, Wait, is this what this Who movie is about? <laughs> and then she's like, My son has a dark room in the basement. And you're like, Wait, her son's the creepy janitor? What? What? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they they set up this thing where like this old lady has a lot of money and the German nurse wants to steal it from her. Okay, is that what this movie's about? No, no, not even, not even <laughs> close. Not about a peeping tom. Not about murder nurse. Not about vegetable grandma. <laughs> Just. <laughs> You want to say that like peeping tom may have been a um like a red herring like. It, it's one of, I mean, you very often in a high school movie have a creepy janitor character and yeah. they want you to think, could it be him? The movie is so full. The movie is actually, I think, smarter than it even pulls off because they're trying to infuse red herrings, but they don't know how to set up a red herring. They're like, wouldn't it be cool if this guy was a red herring? Wouldn't it be cool if we wonder if it's that guy? Ooh, wouldn't it, like the whodunit is you so- You don't even have time to yeah. wonder if it could be somebody because they're already throwing something else in your face. And then it yeah. gets to the point where you're like, this has absolutely nothing to do with the hooded killer who's killing people. Like, there's no way that this plot could be tied into that plot other than they're in the same town universe. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> normally a slasher film is all about the whodunit. This movie didn't know how to do it. <laughs> Did not know how to. It was pull almost off like they were it. unclear. You got the first. So you know, after a minute, you the first scene, you get the what I thought was the most attractive of the cheerleaders who's played by a mail order Russian bride. I'm pretty sure she <laughs> goes on a date with the nerdy photographer. And the whole time she's like, you're really attractive. And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah blah, blah, blah. but I'm a nerd. And I would have never thought and she's like, no, I like it. And he's like, really? And they're at like lover's lane in their car. He's and like, I thought we would go up. to a movie. And she goes, pretend we're at a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put your arm around me and I'm scared. Yeah. And you're like, this this nerdy guy like doesn't know what to do about it. Then she reveals she can't. I can't do this. Yeah. He's like, what's the matter? And she's like, I was gonna make it. I, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant, and I was gonna make it with you and say you were the father. And he's like, I can't what? Do it. And she's like, but it's Mace Jackson's baby. He's like, Mace Jackson, the biggest dope dealer the in dope all dealer? the school. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, he wants me to get an abortion. This scene 
goes on for a while and tells me more about Mace Jackson than any of the characters in the scene. What the fuck? I'm like, well, and they're like, he's a bad dude. And she's like, I know he wants me to get an abortion. I'm like, Mace Jackson wants abortions. And I know more about Mace Jackson now than any of these. I don't even know their names. I don't know the photographer's name. She says it a couple times, but I don't know who they are as characters. I just know that. That's the thing. You don't know them. It's like if I go to a dinner party at your house and your (laughs) friends get into an argument and I'm the like there, where do I go? I don't know any of them. I can't take a side. I don't know who to root for. I have no horse in the race because I don't know any of these people. Yeah, but you know that Mace Jackson's an asshole and wants abortion. So <laughs> yeah, but You're I know like, he's uh, a fertile asshole. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, we haven't um, even we haven't even met Mace Jackson yet, and we know more about him than any character except maybe the grandma who has the money any character in this movie <laughs> spoiler alert i fucking love mace jackson he is maybe my favorite part of this entire movie but we'll get to that yeah <laughs> if you're not watching the youtube you need to because ruby mace just captured jackson. mace jackson pretty well uh, uh, we'll tease it we'll get there we'll okay tease him tease him mace jackson at any moment is going to start snapping and breaking into dance yeah it's, he's, he's, he is he's one kind of dope dealer. he's yeah he is one like note drop away like a piano chord away from just breaking yeah. into dance he wants to dance so bad and never gets to he his education <laughs> is equal parts from the street and from theater camp right <laughs> yes. his whole troop his whole troop and again it's like I, he, oh, oh, well, but, this is, this is We'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it. It's so it is. They're 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 having this really important conversation <laughs> in the car, and they hear and a it's, noise. It's it's dense because it's like, wow, she was going to like honeypot him into yeah. caring for her child. That's, I mean, that's a pretty steep order that's movie. A big Holy thing, shit! Right? Yeah. Put that halfway through the movie when I know who these people are, so I have some sort of stake. No, I don't really feel sorry in. for him because I don't know him, and I don't really care about her. All I know from her is that she's a little promiscuous and a little bit um um. Do uh, uh, like uh, a duplicitous that she's going to trick this guy, but then at the end she says she's not going to. The look Doesn't on his face too is like they're dead in four minutes. Right? Yeah, he's freaking out. He's like, should should we go get like a hot dog or something? Because uh, like I guess the date's this blown. Is still the best date I've ever been on. <laughs> yeah. So so suddenly a prowler ripoff shows up and starts stabbing him, and he in literally a, like, looks like yeah, he looks like the prowler. He look well, he's got like a Jason two pillowcase on his head and like camo a, pillowcase camo. yeah but it's like it's head to, literally head to toe covered in camo yep and he's got a hunting knife and he jumps up on the roof of their car and stabs through the canvas roof and cuts yep. across he pulls the boyfriend out and slits his throat Blah. he chases her she looks like she's oh, she yeah, hits him yep she gets him she gets away he ends up catching her stabs her and slits her throat after she was reve- she revealed that she was pregnant so this movie has some balls that okay we're killing a pregnant woman and like that's okay that's interesting. In some now, states, that's double murder. What what in your <laughs> mind in that scene, and specifically with this camo killer, what is the weirdest and best part for you? Because for me, there's one part that stands way the I fuck mean, out. I mean, are you talking about the transition in the next scene? Nope, are you talking nope, about nope. how he, I, he the whole time, on, yeah. the thing, I'm thinking he's just a, a fucking... He's a fucking prowler ripoff, or the fact that his knife has the like cutout half moon in it most of the time? <laughs> I did notice that, too. He's got, uh, for those of you in the know of the film business, sometimes we take a prop knife and cut out a semicircle. That way, when you hold it against an arm or a neck or a head or whatever, it looks like it's embedded in. The trick of that is you don't let the audience see that there's a hole in the weapon. And any time you pull it off of the skin, you're supposed to cut away. 
<laughs> not only Leads do they not do, yeah, it does has not do the that. gall and the balls not to do that every time and sometimes just shows you it's a fake knife. No, my thing is that every time you see this killer, including later, once we know who it is under the suit and we see him without the suit, you hear. Every time he kills and in slow motion, he screams in slow It is unclear whether you are supposed to think that that is the man in the suit yelling, that it is some sort of supernatural thing, or that it is like a device, like a thematic element added to the soundtrack. <laughs> but it is very jarring because it like, in no way does it make any sort of sense in the dimension that we all currently live in. Yeah. Like, like in Star Wars, when Darth Vader comes on, they play the Imperial March. Dun, 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 dun. You're like, here come the bad guys. This guy's like, Rawr. you're like, is he like, pretending is he, to be Godzilla? Yeah. <laughs> like, is he is the killer saying that with his mouth, or is that, that like the an soundtrack? Of, yeah, yeah, and it's very unclear. I and no joke. Know. Later on, you find out who the killer is, and the killer kills somebody without, like, in his normal civilian clothes. And when he kills them, that is still there and he's not moving his mouth. So that answers that question. (laughs) But for the first four times, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Here's what I have written in my notes. The scene, the scream, the prowler want a (laughs) bean. Well, you know, it is very prowler-ish, I think. I think that's very fair. However, I think it's only prowler-ish because it's a military... um, aesthetic right like camo to camo, camo. It and he looks stabs like people it, yeah yeah and i think those i mean if he had any other suit on would you think it was prowler unless it was the prowler from uh, no Spider-Man. i mean because the prowler in the movie the prowler it's a guy in full camo and that's all that's it did i tell you that when i when i used to see that video case as a kid i used to always think that was like a giant insectoid creature oh yeah i could see that right i did see so that. When he's killing this woman, he he takes her to the water and starts to like put her in the water backwards, and it's very reminiscent of a baptism. And it literally cuts between her, the dead body going underwater and a little girl being baptized underwater. And I was like, "That's kind of cool. That's a little high art. Good job, guys. That's like a five easy pieces, five easy pieces edit right there. It's five easy pieces. What ET used to eat? <laughs> Reese's pieces. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a." a film school reference for you guys but Um, did you think that was that like a i thought it's presented almost as a flashback that she may be having and i thought that was cooler than what what, then it cuts to this girl being baptized that you're like oh good do we get to see this whole scene does this have to do anything with the movie do we follow this girl around anymore is she important to the movie is there anything well the person doing the baptism is johnny from night of the living dead but who cares like who cares and he is a crazy over-the-top preacher who I, I'll, I'll talk about acting things in a second. He um, he's baptizing this little actress who actually is the director's daughter, like literally, <laughs> literally. Um, and I guess that's an, it's a good time to say this now too. This movie, and I guess when you're making indies back in the '70s, this is and the '70s and '80s. I guess this is '86. This was probably more common, but it definitely is one of those like the makeup girl was also one of the majorettes and the majorette in this one was also the set person on flesh eaters. And in it, it was one of those, like everybody kind of did a bunch of different things on it. Same with night of the living dead and that crew, which I guess makes sense. So, um, 
But yeah, this crazy preacher. And I think this is one of those scenes that if you talk to the filmmaker, they're like, what we were trying to do by this scene was kind of show the duality between you're like, then why didn't you show the duality? All you did was it like cut from one thing to another. And I'm supposed to make the jump that that's like this because of this and this and this. My favorite part of the scene. So we see like some townsfolk there watching this baptism. They're super amped. They're all singing like bathe him super in the amped. river, whatever. You know, they're singing some baptism song. Um, the sheriff's there and one of his little sheriff lackeys shows up and he's like, well, hey, boss, they, they we call them deputies. But yeah, sure. Deputies. Lackeys. He's like, he's like, hey, we got a couple of murders on our hands. And the guy's like, oh, shit, and walks off with him. When when the deputy comes up and says, we got a couple of murders on his hands, the woman next to him obviously hears and just is like, wait, what? Like, she wasn't aware of what the line was going to be. <laughs> and and then she her like, everybody else is singing, and she comes back into the song, and all the words are messed up. Like, she's obviously not singing the right words anymore, and she's just I'm like... I'm going to say that was probably like, a, they stole that shot gorilla style, and they just, like, <laughs> ran into an actual baptism, and then everyone just... No one said shit, because he was dressed like a sheriff, yeah. so they didn't want to say, why are you here? <laughs> that actually got a couple of rewinds, just to see her little... Her face reaction. Whoa, a couple well, of murders. I know what I'm doing right after we finish this episode, then. <laughs> it cracks me up, because it's, it's not, like, a fearful response, but it's just like, oh, people are talking now, and then she like can't sing the song right afterwards which cracks me the fuck up so then we cut to our new new protagonist in the film <laughs> um it's this john holmes looking motherfucking detective who's been banging the the majorettes like coach i guess yeah oh, yeah and you know they're in bed obviously post-coital and suddenly she's like you don't believe in god do you and they have this really heavy God conversation. But you don't know them. And that's the best part is like there was no scene before this where you even see them. You're just like, who are these people? In And I'm catching them now in a very after intimate moment about to have an intimate, important conversation. And you don't know anything about them. It's one of those things that is so fucking jarring when you watch it. It's almost like Tommy Wiseau filmmaking where you're like, why would you do this to the people who were watching your movie? It's so it just takes you out of everything. And, and now, again, I know more about the people in this scene than anybody else in the movie. OK, are they our main characters? Nope. Nope. <laughs> what? So I know that this cop is like a crisis of faith sort of atheist, but he doesn't really know what he believes in. But she believes in they met at church because they're the godparents to her daughter at their bat like i know all about where they met what they believe in their ethos i know more about them than like some girls i've dated in the past but <laughs> certainly like deeper commerce if you know what it's like it's like um if you've seen birdemic right yeah. <laughs> the director of that has these characters and these scenes that are only there to make some point that he wants. Yeah. Like he makes a point, a very heavy handed point about the importance of solar power. He makes a very heavy handed point about uh, Bruce Bark Beetles, Spruce Bark Beetles and how they're destroying the environment because of global warming. But like a character literally will pop up, literally pops into the shot and is like Spruce Bark Beetles do this, this. And the main characters out of nowhere are just like, why do they do that? And he's like, because of this. And then the scene just ends. They walk away from each other. And you know that he did that because he wanted those lines in the movie. This movie, Majorettes, has scenes like that. Yeah. But there's no point. It just was a scene that has no context. It doesn't bleed into anything that has happened. And it doesn't tie to anything that happens later. It's just like they were like, 
should we have them talk about God after fucking? And you're like, I guess. <laughs> you know you've been fucked so good when you're having existential moments where you're like, is there a God? <laughs> because right now you fucked me so good, I don't even know if God's real. People would be like, normally we'd think the opposite, where you're like, there must be a God if I got fucked that good. And he's like, nope. You, you, it like went full circle. Went full circle. I was like, she must be an angel. You Wait, angels aren't real. You banged me into an atheist. Yeah, you banged <laughs> me into an atheist. That's some fucking real sex right there, so, man. So, you know, she <laughs> is okay as an actress, but he's one of those... <laughs> Wait. She's yeah, that's my o- line right here. He delivers lines like a real human in quotes. Yes, that's the thing is it's almost like, uh, like you know, they, they you imagine them sitting in a theater and he walked up and he's like, I am here to be in the movie. And they're like, okay, you know, give us your reading. And he's like, uh, Romeo, Romeo, where are for thou? Romeo. And they're like, you're hired, bro. That was Juliet's part, but you're hired. They cut to him going to meet the sheriff and being like, looks like a couple of murders happened here. I, I hope we can catch him again so that we can catch him. And they're like, you hope another murder happens? Sometimes that's the best way to catch somebody <laughs> just like it, it really and you want to see like are you want to go have lunch with that guy because you want to see is that just how he talks or when the cameras roll he can't act human like it's one thing if you're like that's not how a detective would talk but you're like that's not how people who exist move oh you know? come on like, matt you know this is how people talk when they have things to say about god and murders and stuff and I got it like there's a lot of movies like on Prime and stuff now that have that as like pretty much all the acting. But there's a certain special in my like I don't know why, but in my heart, 70s and 80s, maybe it's just the fucking hair and mustache just complete that overall stupidity look. But like you're like, again, it's still a mystery, a mystery science theater line. It's like, oh, how you've been human? How you've been human long? And it's like, no, this was his first week. And I, I wrote here, acting ranges from people who can barely pass as people to cartoony <laughs> trauma characters to just flat out bored. And there's two or three people, including the like the sheriff, who is a very important role as the movie goes on. He seems bored. Like, he seems like his mom made him be in the movie. And he's like, fine. Okay, I'm here. And like, spo- can we can we say it? Spoiler alert. I mean, we we could jump out of order about the sheriff. Wait, right? wait, wait, you're good. No, 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 no. Let's get okay. to it. We'll get the to sheriff it. is very important, and he has some very important, crucial scenes that should have some level of human emotion. And he just—it's not that you don't buy him as a human. He just doesn't give a fuck. He's just yeah. like, this is that reveal. Okay, I will handle the reveal. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 so now I'm thinking, okay, the detective's going to solve the crime, right? Nope, we're cutting back to the majorettes. I'm like. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, I guess it is their movie, so we better better talk to them. So we got the majorettes. We have the creepy peeping Tom. He's up in the stands looking at them with binoculars mm. when suddenly the gang shows up. Yeah. It's Mace Jackson, and he shows up, and yeah, they should be snapping. They're basically, they're slinking around. They are cartoon characters of a gang. Like somebody's like, I've seen motorcycles. Well, to be fair, they're cartoon characters 
of six different gangs yes. with one member from each in yes. this gang. Yeah. There was so, no yeah. dress code in Mace Jackson's gang. You have right? one, one. Mace Jackson himself, the leader of the gang, is from West Side Story or Cats. I don't know which. Like For if he puts sure. on if he put on enough eyeliner, he could be in Cats because he's slinky. At any moment, he's just like he gestures a lot. At any moment, yeah. I think he wants to like snap and dance. We have a guy dressed as a Confederate biker. Mm-hmm. who has like old-fashioned pistols and like Johnny Rebel flags on his hat and j- jacket. Okay, sure. that's a that's a you different need gang. one of those. Yeah. Sure. Well, do I would he be in the same gang as the Latino dancing yeah. gang member? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, who else would have him, yeah. right? Like <laughs> Then we have then we have a fucking like 1%er like Sons of Anarchy gang member with a big beard <laughs> and like a vest and it's like Devil Sons on the back yeah. and like all the patches and you're like, "Okay, well uh, I think that's yeah. He's like a Hell's Angel. That seems like a different gang. And then we have like regular just a greaser, right? Greaser he's just a, guy, a yeah. White, a plain white T-shirt, jeans, and a uh, like a leather vest. But they come up and they're talking to the the creepy janitor guy, and like, you owe me a hundred and fifty bucks, brother, for all those drugs I sold you. I'm like, wait, drugs? Is that what this movie's about? Nope. <laughs> And he's like, well, I got $83. And they're like, that's barely half. I'm like, actually, that's over half. But okay. They're only in high school. And clearly, Mace, Mace Jackson was not attending classes, right? Well, the, was the rest of his gang in high school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking way. Also, mm-hmm. they go to a bar lit, a st- like an impromptu strip club. <laughs> <laughs> impromptu stripper yeah like that girl was like is everyone cool if i just show my tits and play with a snake and they were like yeah let us just put some christmas lights on the floor <laughs> let you me put some christmas it. lights on the floor they're like um so we need a restaurant that also doubles as a strip club and like can we put some christmas lights on the ground that sure is sure read strip club to me done and done what the fuck was so this gang is ridiculous and everybody's super dramatic god damn it you better have the money next week or You'll be sorry. Okay, I'll get you the money. And like the the creepy peeping Tom guy, like I said, he kind of talks like uh, Forrest Gump. Where he's like, well, 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 and like just something's something's off with him. And they're like, they really are leaning on him on these bleachers while he's peeping yeah. at the girls dancing and shit. And he's not that like he's scared of them, but not scared enough to warrant their bulliness, yeah. right? Like, like they pull really, a knife like, on him, really on him, and he's like, yeah. okay, I'll give you the money. Like, it's no big deal. And he's like, I'll, you know, I'll give you the money. Don't tell my mom. And they're like, okay. <laughs> all right. Okay, we'll see you next week. Thursday. Yeah. They, they, they Tuesday. And all they right. stomp off and like snap and like, stop snapping. I told you stop. Sorry, I can't help you. Then you like, like the audience looks at itself. was like, was that, was that Mace Jackson, the guy, the, the pregnancy guy? Yeah. Was that that abortion dude? That, What's going does that on? matter? Like, did what I, do I have to remember what I just saw? It's almost like you want to raise your hand and ask the teacher, like, is that going to be on the test? Yeah. Like, yeah. is Mace Jackson and that guy's money problems going to be related to the fucking camel killer who's killing the majorettes? Because at this point, I want to forget all of them. But, uh, <laughs> so, but then I'm also like, is he going to be the killer? Because right. you really want me to think that he's the killer because he's like, fuck those major ass sluts. Like he's, he's so he's just yeah. so over the top evil. Anyway, we go down to the field and we meet the majorettes again. And they're like, and we, and we meet the, the captain of the football team. He's like, hey, I'm dating one Love of these it. girls. And you're like, okay. Love and they're it. like, what are you guys doing after college? I don't even know if I can afford to go to college. Hey, don't say that. I can help you uh, with some assistance programs if you come to my office later. And they have a heavy conversation that like, mm-hmm. wait, is that what this movie's about? Is it about getting into college? Is, it's the it's the the <laughs> captain of the captain quarterback, the star quarterback. They keep calling him that. Yeah. The star quarterback and the 
the majorette, the hot item of the of the high school, and the majorette's coach, and also their other friend who's a majorette. And yep. she just stands there. She keeps the looking coach. like she's a, she wants to say something, but never says anything. She's like, no, because uh, no. why would she? Because uh, she's stuck at that dinner party, just like we are. And the majorette is like the majorette who's dating the guy is like, I don't know. He's going to probably find some other in front of him. He's going to find some new girl in college. And she's like, well, you still have another year. Don't even worry about it. Well, I don't know if I could go to college. Oh, you could apply for federal uh, federal loans and student loans if you come to my office. And you're like, why are you? Is this related to anything? <laughs> it's like and, I've been to counseling sessions and they are boring. Is They're like so boring. I don't need to hear one in a movie. But why would this happen on the field? Why do we need to see it? And there's this extra girl just standing there for no reason watching this. And then it, this she is keeps trying to jump in the conversation like, uh, uh no. Uh, <laughs> this is no. one of those scenes that like they finish talking. There's two or three beats and it cuts to the next scene. It's not it doesn't like. <laughs> oh, it cuts to the next scene do you where they're the like next scene? the next scene. They're like. We're going to go hang out in town a little bit. And the next scene, it cuts to him. And the same three people, it's it's the guy, his girlfriend, the, the captain of the cheerleading, t- the captain of the football team, the majorette, and one of the other majorette friends. And they're in some sort of like, I don't know, diner. 50s diner? Like, slash yeah, with grocery like stores and stuff. Yeah. That's badly stocked. There's like one bag of chips on the shelf. And then like <laughs> a refrigerator right next to the microphone. So the whole time they're having this conversation. We're like, do you, aren't you worried about the deaths? There was murder. And the whole time it's just like, I like, swear oh my to God. God that there are two scenes that start in a close up and then pull back. And as they pull back, you can hear better. Like it sounds far away when you're close and then it pulls back and it almost sounds like they like the camera guy and the boom up switched places. Maybe that is what happened. But like for sure, like this. So- but it's like, know, OK, you get to a location. You're like, we're going to film here. And they're like, hey, guys, the refrigerator sounds like it's dying. It's just like the whole time. Should we just film any anywhere else than this? Does it matter where this scene takes place? No, we can film outside of this like grocery store. They can be sitting at a park bench. They could be sitting on the hood of their car anywhere. But in this noisy ass diner, quote unquote, where the fuck are you? Where I can hear like I can There's a hear- bad motorcycle gang outside, though. So maybe there's too many uh, uh, motorcycle bikes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it's so bad. But in it, we find out that the captain of the is like, I saw that woman who got murdered hanging out with Mace Jackson. They're like, what? And it's like she was crying. I should tell the cops. I'm like, be careful. He's like, oh. I can take care of myself. Beat, beat, beat. Scene cuts. Well, <laughs> like, here's, and this scene for me is like the one that I would explain why this movie is great. Because here's what I wrote. There's a girl who keeps saying, we, it feels so weird to be doing stuff now that our friends have been murdered. Because the, the nerdy guy and the first majorette have been murdered. And after they have this game or something and the the majorette's coach in the last scene was like, "Okay, you guys don't have to practice because I know it's weird that, you know, Shelly got killed. And some girl says it's so weird. And that scene, she's like, it's so weird that we're making college plans and Shelly's dead. Now they're in a diner and the same girl says it feels weird doing this because Shelly's dead. (laughs) Then she says that she misses her parents and it's revealed that their parents died in a car crash. (laughs) And the girl says. She has dreams and can still see the flames, even though I wasn't there, she says. So then you're like, are you 
Are you sneaking a telepathic telekinesis bullshit plot in here? <laughs> then the other girl says, "Ugh." She literally says, "I seen I keep having these dreams and see the plane the flames even though I wasn't there." Her friend goes, "Ugh. Why do these bad things keep happening to us?" Uh, do you have alive parents? Because then you <laughs> cannot relate to me, my friend. Why do these bad things keep happening to us? Then the other girl who has the dreams about the car crash that she wasn't there for says, oh, my birthday is coming up and you guys should come. Maybe I'll even invite you. Literally, the guy's response to that is, you know, I keep thinking about these murders and I think I know information that the police should know. And you're like... <laughs> But it, it is in a way where you're like, well, clearly there was another 45 minute conversation about this girl's birthday party that they've cut for time because no person on earth would answer her thing about going to her birthday with that thing. Unless it, he was a man who wasn't paying attention to what his girlfriend was saying. <laughs> Bingo. Well, it's also very much one of those things where like multiple times people keep saying why are you so upset? And the person was just standing there. Like they're walking out and they're like, we're so nervous. And they were just like swinging their arms as they walk down a ramp. And you're like, does that, the person who wrote the dialogue, did they not watch what you were doing? Or did you not read the words to see what you were should be saying as you be doing things? And that's how this whole scene comes across. And he just like walks into this scene, even though he was sitting there the whole time is like, I know something about those murders that I think I should tell the police. Fuck your birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Also, is there a birthday party in this movie? <laughs> nope. No, there is. <laughs> Girls uh, dead parents never brought up again. I mean, I guess that's that that makes sense a little bit later, but like we don't need to know about our dream. This thing is so full of weird, like heavy shit that you're just like, well, that's interesting, but not important to the movie, is it? <laughs> Good thing so, you spent that time on there. So then those two girls walk home and they're like, oh man, we should be careful. Oh, bye bye. Okay, I'm going to go swimming. So the girl goes inside and she goes into the kitchen and all of a sudden her mom goes, says Sneaks something. Straight up on her. But basically she's like, boo. And she's like, oh my God. And then they stare at each other for an uncomfortably long beat. And then her mom goes, I didn't mean to startle you. Well, I got to go. Bye. I have to go. I'm late. Yeah. Very do Tommy we, Wiseau. Do we ever see the mom again? No. Nope. Oh, so, you, do, you see her when the girl's dead, but. Okay. Um, well. We could get into a very long description. There is but a for very time, long, yeah. boring. Her taking her clothes off and putting on a bathing suit scene. Yep, and which then she is goes not swimming. See, it's not interesting. It just takes fucking forever. Oh, while the, while she's being watched, obviously it, watched. Right. Yeah, and it was the visual equivalent of that scene in the diner where they're just talking and yep. you can barely hear them, and it doesn't matter. So then she gets stabbed by a horrible knife. You can see the half moon and it cut into it the whole time. Wait, She's you're, you're hold on. No, yeah, we have to. Yeah, we got to. Hold on. We got to keep going. So the most fucked up thing, he stabs her in the pool. She's dead. And then they show the cops there. And then there's this whole thing where it's like the neighbors have come out, but not the adult neighbors, just the children, <laughs> the crowd of looky loos who are watching the cops drag this body from the pool and put it into an ambulance. All children. It's a bunch of little kids. <laughs> I noticed that, too. At You're night, skipping it's camo night. on the diving board, though. It we gotta keep going, man. It's fine. Oh, you you would have skipped. Uh. Camo's laying on the diving board waiting for her. It looks yeah. ridiculous. And also, it's because it's like, how did you not notice a guy walking into your pool area, climbing onto the diving board, and lying down, and just waiting for you? Because I would be like in the pool and turn around. There's just a person lying on my diving board. I'd be like, what the fuck, bro? He's like this. He's laying like this, and she comes up, and you're like, how am I not supposed to laugh at that? 
Uh, all right, so they take the they take the dead body past all the all the fucking kids, and then we have the the director, the writer of the movie is the guy who's there, who's like, I also found something else out about that other girl who died. She's pregnant. And they're like, this changes everything. What? And then they walk away, and you're like, what the fuck? Does this have anything to do with the movie? No. Nope. Uh, also, cut, one character cuts him off. He's like, oh, that's good, but I guess I'll just have to go back to that. You're like, yeah. uh, that's actually probably a pretty pertinent detail to a murder case that she yeah. was seven weeks pregnant. Oh, so then we get to we go back to Mace Jackson at a completely different time of day. Who cares? He's at his makeshift, the makeshift low rent strip club. And his creepy Johnny Reb buddy, who's like the the Confederate flag dude, is like, check it out. I got this like antique revolver. And they're like, cool, this is going to do some damage. And they're but like he wants to dance the whole time. You know, he's and they're like, like, give him that gun. They were like, wave it around like how like a Broadway star would. And he's like, mm, yeah. It makes no sense. It's so silly. He like the whole time I said he's like this guy is acting his ass off, and he's like high school actor energy. Like the whole time he has this like I'm in high school, I'm an actor, but he's not. He seems to be a fucking adult. So I don't know what he's supposed to be. Is he supposed to be in school? Well, I mean, to call it what it looks like, he is a very skinny, short, slender, effeminate man. Trying to act like a tough guy biker and <laughs> not really pulling it. I mean, he's, I not mean, I guess it he, off at all. I don't even know if we see him on a motorcycle because they have a van. They have a yeah. fucking gang van that they just drive around and oh, jump they in. All and dress like motorcycle assholes, but yeah, they 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 ride around I, in, there's a, in one an motorcycle AT van. in it because it blows up at the oh, end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> he actually went on to do a lot of stuff. He actually has a pretty I meant prolific to look that career. Up and see, let's see. Um, yeah, he actually has a really. Actually, I'm lying to you. He has never done oh, any single wait, thing ever like, again. Ugh. Johnny uh, Mace Jackson only did this and this alone. Is that and, true? Yeah, this is it. I meant to look it up because I expected for credit. sure to see Broadway. In like a movie? had to have been. Well, his only film credit. How about that? Fair. <laughs> um, so they're like, yeah, we need to silence this, these, these girls before they tell on me. What? Okay, so now they're going to murder these chicks. Is that what this movie's about? Oh, and the, he wants to murder the football guy. He's yeah. really into that. Is that what this movie's about? Sort of. I know. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> Majorette and a quarterback. So, uh, you know, and we keep cutting between this, the creepy voyeur guy. He is like doing shit. We, he's watching chicks in the shower again. Um, the quarterback's girlfriend is like, it goes to shower and the creepy prowler guys in the shower, in the shower next to her. So she walks out, which is and he's hiding. Looking-ish. It's funny, right? Like yeah. I laughed out loud. There's it's the same thing as him laying on the diving board waiting for her. And it's shot almost like you're supposed to laugh at it. Yeah. And. So he stabs her. It's a pretty decent murder scene. He's stabbing mm-hmm. her. She's trying to crawl away. There's blood everywhere. And then um, one of the other majorettes is like, hey, football captain guy, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, my girlfriend's in the shower. It's been a long time. Will you go help me look? So then they go wander the halls yelling her name over and over again for like three minutes. I know that like if I can't find somebody, I say their name multiple times. I never want to see it in a movie. Never, <laughs> never, never you don't have, have a to movie. show me them you, doing it for three minutes. Uh, the movie, The Prowler, that was its big mistake that 90 percent of that movie is people being like bruce 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 and you're like stop it 
stop it. And, and then when he's for Bruce. Yeah. And then and then when this prowler stabs them, you're like, oh, sweet release. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? It's just like repetitive to the point that you want to kill somebody. And luckily they die. So so they go looking and they go in there and they find the body and they're like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. So they find the body. And and at this point, you're like, what is going on? But while the murder was happening, we saw her pull the hood off and we saw that Peeping Tom got a pick of it. What right. he looked like. So you're like, oh, okay. Which is like cool. Okay. I mean, nothing that hasn't been done before, but like, okay, interesting. And it ties some of those threads into a narrative. So ish. the the gang shows up and kidnaps the majorette <laughs> and the football kid. Meanwhile, the evil nurse is talking shit to Vegetable Granny. <laughs> she finds the pictures that. She finds the pictures that her son took, who is who is the janitor, the peeping Tom janitor, and she looks at one of the pictures and we're like, dun, 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 you're supposed to know who this is. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, she, she, the sheriff comes and the sheriff is like, so you said you got some news about the case? Yeah. And he is very disinterested and I don't know if it was supposed to be a character thing or if the actor just had somewhere else to be that day. But she takes him into the dark room and she's doing this whole thing and she reveals and she shows it to him. And we see this action shot of him strangling. And I you're right. I have no idea visually it, who it it's is. It's literally a picture of the sheriff strangling the girl. But I didn't recognize him as the sheriff because every scene he has a hat on and hat glasses. And those yellow sunglasses. Yeah. So this, this one he had neither. So yeah. And he has camo on. So I don't know. I don't know who she's showing him. And he attacks the creepy nurse. And I'm like. Oh, does he know who that is? Is he covering up for another person? Is that his buddy? It took me two more scenes. So then then the, the creepy peeping Tom son comes in and knocks out the sheriff and he wakes up and he's like, oh, are you going to turn me in? They're like, no, you're going to help us. You have to kill Vicky, but not before she turns 18 because then we're going to get the money from the grandmother. I'm like, is that what this movie's about? Mm-hmm. No. It's, this is the plot for this. They say that... If they're not going to turn him in, he so now it's in a quick, quick scene. It's revealed that this character that we don't know anything about is killing these little slut teases. We don't know anything else more than that. We don't know why. Yeah, he. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He says that. And that's the only motivation he has for what he's doing. I have to purify them in the waters. And they're like, yeah, we know. Yeah, he they say, if you kill Vicky, who is the main character, question mark. If you kill her in eight days, we won't tell anybody. And they explain to him the reason has to be eight days is because her parents were rich. Right now, their money is going to the grandma. Oh, no, it's going to the girl. If the girl dies before 18, the money goes to the estate. And they're explaining this to him. You're watching them fucking say this. If it's if she's 18 the money and dies, the money goes to the grandma, and they're going to kill the grandma. So they have this whole huge murder plot that has absolutely nothing to do with what the movie has been about thus far. Zero percent. No fucking clue. But like, and, okay, cool. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, sure. Okay, I'm on board with this. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so we see the detective one last time. He's like, oh my God, Sheriff, you let you let my suspects go. And he's like, yep. And he's like, you're terrible. That's the last time we see the detective. <laughs> what? The, the people who are now the main character, Vicky and the high school football kid, have been kidnapped by the gang. The pull up, the gang pulls up in their 
van. <laughs> Their 18 van. Yeah, it's the 18 van. They throw them back in there and then they take them to a warehouse. Yep. Creepy Peeping Tom follows them to the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're like very, like now they've turned the dastardly up to 11. Like they were a cartoon mm-hmm. gang. Now they're going to murder and rape these kids. So yeah. it's like, uh, okay. Well, it's this funny is- that you said these kids because they make it very clear that they're going to murder and rape the girl. Yeah. But if I know Mace Jackson like I think I do, I think that QB is getting some too. I think you're right. <laughs> it's um, so fucked up. And they're also like, how old are you? And she's like, 17. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh God, don't know. They, like, they made it worse. Anyway, before anything really bad happens, um, the, the Peeping Tom shows up. And he's like, you shouldn't kill those kids. I brought the rest of the money and I got a tire iron. And they're like, put that tire iron down. And they start like fighting. And then the fucking Confederate flag asshole pulls out his like, pistol from the civil war and start just shooting people randomly just shooting people well wait no no because they kill peeping tom he yeah. and it's a, a nice Bang, he gets wild, shot yep. i have wild bunch shootout in my notes really good red you know italian red blood shoots out and then one of the gang members is like hey mace this is too far he you know he's a stoolie you could do what you want to him but this girl we got no problem with this girl so they get into it. They wrestle. Confederate comes to Mace Windu, Mace Windu, to Mace Windu's aid and shoots this other gang member. Yeah. And then a, just a shootout happens. Everybody's Everyone's getting shot. Everyone's getting shot everywhere. Vicky gets shot. And I was like, oh, she had eight days till her birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the, the, the boyfriend or the, I don't know, captain of the football team, he's like, oh, I'm so pissed. Revenge. So now there's like four bodies on the ground. Instead of going to the cops, he goes back to his house and gets Question, a, like we don't know his house because we've never, never seen never been it. there he grabs opens an m16 up a gun cabinet grabs yeah. an m16 loads like up you do <laughs> yeah and goes rambo on their ass he goes out to their fucking shitty trailer with hilarious spray paint on it's like acdc six, six, six. Yeah. satan <laughs> no yeah and you could can you imagine base jackson out there with a can of spray paint and he's like hmm what should we put on this Ooh, 666 is devilish. Yeah. What about just write the word Satan? Yeah. And they'll know. (laughs) What's a devil band? What's a Satan band? (laughs) ACDC. Okay. Not Black Sabbath. (laughs) You know, not Slayer. ACDC. The good band, though. Mm. You know, uh, so fucking football kid then goes on this Rambo style slaughter, blowing up vans. Yeah. Blowing up a van. Takes off his shirt, jams it in the gas tank, lights it on fire, blows up their van. They start running out and he starts picking them off. Yeah. They try, two of them try to get away in a car. He shoots at them. The car crashes. He shoots the car till it explodes. Boom. Shoots a motorcycle. It goes on fire and falls over. A gallon or or a 55 gallon drum of explosion falls on it and it blows up then blows up the trailer trailers on fire boom boom boom. shoots all these people he shoots mace in the leg but mace gets hobbles to the woods right so then they go off in the woods and it's like a grand like standoff where mace is like you got me you can do it shoot me you got me shoot me no i don't care shoot me he says take me in i didn't i didn't kill anybody it's over you got me but it's like so dramatic he's on his knees oh for sure yeah He's he's like wiggling Take me right. in or Wiggling. do something else to me. And then he's like, yeah. no, bam, so it shoots him. And it's it's like, says, yeah, I got you. And then shoots him from the hip, just blows him away. Blows so him he's away. killed five or six people 
in the last five minutes, shirtless. And, yeah, and he's like, oh, man. He's breathing heavy, and he's covered in blood. Covered in blood. <laughs> so and now it, at this point, yeah. you have like four minutes left in the movie, right? And I wonder to myself, running is running a, a, a teenage guy running through the word shirtless with an M16. What is this movie about? And then I wrote, Majorettes is a movie that two-thirds of the way in sees a shiny object and walks away from its own plot. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, he's running around with an M16. There was a Prowler guy before. What, what happened to the Prowler guy? I'm and thinking. Not even, it, yeah, it's not even resolved, right? And when I get to, so I'm just when I'm like, is this what the movie is going to end on? Him murdering the gang members? He didn't even kill the killer. The, the, where's the Prowler guy? So then it cuts to the basement where the German lady's down there and she's like, ha ha ha, I'm going to kill this old lady. She kills the old lady. doesn't matter, but she's mad about everything. And then the sheriff shows up and like hangs her and stages it to look like a suicide and then leaves the Prowler clothes. And you're like, yes, people are going to believe that you, old granny nurse, killed all these people. But he's like, ha, ha, ha. Everyone will think it's you. But he Uh, has everything folded in a bundle, which is my favorite. That is my second favorite part. Did you see what he hung her from? Little rope, right? An eye hook that's about the size of my pinky. (laughs) Literally, that's what they show (laughs) a rope going over that. I literally one handed hoists her up. I have a plant on my porch that can't hang from one of those things. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I thought. I was like, I'm no Bob the Builder, but I know damn well that that eye hook would not hold that German nurse. <laughs> hangs her, says some bullshit, and then he oh, leaves. And while he's hanging yeah. her, you hear, <laughs> and that's the part that I was like, "Oh, so it's like a theme." That's that's his imperial march. <laughs> <laughs> that's his theme. So, murderer frames the murderer because she's a murderer too. She killed the gold granny lady, and she's on board with all this murder. But like, he frames her. And then he walks away. We leave with this frame hanging her. I was like, is this how this movie's going to end? But then it cuts no. to one last majorette teaching little kids to be majorettes. And then, like, as we pull back, we see him standing watching them. And it pushes in on him looking real menacing. Five, and I was like, what? He, there's a gate, and he's standing behind the gate with his police car. And he's like five feet from them. And it's like, yeah. it doesn't matter where they are, but that geography of that shot makes absolutely no sense where they would be why nobody would and he looks super evil slash creepy just standing there watching (laughs) like there's a little girl there who's got to be like four yeah maybe the oldest girl there is like eight yeah but and 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 the teenager teaching them to be majorettes and they're shaking their little at least the butts are facing away from us but it is like more little girl dancing than i'd care to see and i'm not gonna say i relate to the sheriff's um implied future actions against them but like i don't really want to see that but it ends with him scoping out these would-be victims right future victims yeah the future's being trained and i'm like that's an interesting ending but also you brought it full circle like an hour and a half too late guys so (laughs) (laughs) well it's like i mean the the whole mace jackson and and shirtless machine gun assault that has absolutely nothing to do with the first hour of the movie. It's got the same characters, but there's nothing. Think about it. Literally nothing in that entire thing has to do with the camo killer. Not a single thing. And that's the point where I was I was doing my homework and playing on eBay and whatever. And I looked up and I was like, wait, how did I get here? The first time I watched it, I was like, how did this get from one thing? And it was one of those, like, I had to rewind it twice to be like, Oh, okay. So it wasn't me. It's not that I don't understand. It makes no 
fucking sense. It is so wild because movie, you could have been way simpler. An angry sheriff kills majorettes. They find out it's the sheriff at the end of the movie. Like, you could have been more simple and pulled this off better. Instead, you threw everything at it. We had a gang. We had drugs. We had a plot to get a trust fund away from a vegetable granny who smiles a lot. Like, <laughs> Apparently, in the, happening? in the book, and it's weird that this was based on a novel. You don't usually have slasher movies based on novels. Right. But apparently in the novel, it was the main character, quote unquote, girl. Um, I think her name is Vicky. It was her father turned out to be the killer. So says the special features, yeah, but they didn't explain why. That John A. Rooster wrote the novel and the screenplay, so he didn't right. even base it off his own thing. He's like, uh, I'm going to make it more confusing. Well, they punched it up to make it more visual for the movie and make some of the kills better and stuff. And also the director was very clear that like sometimes you get to a location and you're just like, uh, I'm not going to be able to shoot what's on this page. I'm just going to do whatever I feel like because it's better. <laughs> and it, yeah, I mean, when you watch that movie, there certainly is a lot of that going on, right? You there's a lot of that feeling. Sis, boom, blood, you're dead. It's great. I, it, it's it's one of those movies. I can't wait till fucking pandemic is over, so I can have people come over here and we could do shitty movie Sunday with that because it's. I had so much trouble watching it last night because half of me is just so fucking gobsmacked that I can't make jokes. I just have to watch what's happening. But the other half is yelling at the screen all these funny fucking things that I, you know, my ad libs and my riffing um, because it's just gold either way. Just shut up and watch it or rip it apart. It's enjoyable both ways. It is unbelievable. Um, absolutely one of the worst films I've ever seen. And I, <laughs> I applaud you for spending money on a Blu-ray for it. Um, 14 bucks? Absolutely. I wish it had more special features, but... I wanted, I did like, I have to own this because I was like, what if Tubi takes it down? I would be heartbroken. <laughs> I would be. <laughs> right? Said be nobody so ever about this movie. You know what? You should tell John A. Russo and S. William Heinzman how much this meant to you because they have never heard that praise about this film ever in their life. <laughs> even, <laughs> even from their fucking mother who was probably in the movie. I think S. William, yo, S. William Heisman, there, she was probably the smiley woman, the smiley yeah. old grandma. Yeah. And she was probably like, you tried your best, son, but did you like the movie, mom? I made a movie. Did you like it? Did I do a good, you tried your best, honey. That's all that matters. You made that movie. You, you did make a movie. Your name's on it and everything. And it was called, in, in Europe, it was called One by One. Uh, one by One? What, what, yeah, One the, by One. Because there's actually there's at least two or three lines in the movie where they say like he's killing us one by one or we're getting killed one by one. So the the trailer for that and the the name over because I guess they don't have majorettes over there, so they're like majorettes didn't translate to Europe. <laughs> yeah, well, you they didn't have majorettes out. in yeah. this movie. To be fair, I, I think you figured out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> their their budget, unless they were drunk, wasn't really much for majorettes. Well, it's so anyway. funny because you could have just made. I mean, the, in the in the special features, they keep saying, you know, all the cheerleader movies, all the cheerleader movies, and there are plenty of high school and cheerleader slasher movies. And they were like, we wanted to be different, so we did majorettes. Okay, fine. But why did you go so far out of the formulaic slasher movie? Uh, and IMDb has no trivia other than Correct. these these other these, these other actors, yeah, these other people who are also in Night of the Living Dead, which I was like, cool, but ugh. What a dumb fucking movie, but also like 
gold shitty movie like gold star shitty movie yeah yeah and rarely do we ever do a full episode on a shitty movie like this so this so is, you guys know Rumi was so hesitant to do that until this morning and then this morning he was like no and that gold is the word you wrote you wrote no this movie is gold we need to do an episode about that I was so happy because I've been trying to get you to watch this for like a month or two right gold standard well so you know it's hard for me to watch movies I barely have time I'm working my ass off I got a kid um, you know usually when I have time I have to get my wife on board with what we're watching so you know we're watching um, we're watching Boba Fett we're watching some um, wow. It's fine. The book of it's it is fine, but it's the book of boring fet. He's just sure. like, oh, I got a rancor and nothing happened. Oh, well, I got my fucking biker gang and nothing happened. Yeah, so far the best episode is the Mandalorian episode, and not yep. not that. And even yeah. that was not that great. It was fine. It was like, um, what's that movie? Every what's the movie? The one movie in the franchise everyone hates. Let's bring a ship back from that one. <laughs> All right, it's fine. Um, what, anyway, did Kate watch Majorettes with you? Yes, she did. What what was her thought? She fucking Thoughts. hated it. She thought it sucked. So it was a favor. It was really a favor. I was like, I got to watch it for the podcast. This is homework. And she was like, oh. But she laughed at it and she had a lot of good jokes. You know, I wrote down some of her good jokes too. So so we, we did have a good time making fun of it. Um, so Did that, you say some of Kate's jokes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them okay. were in there. Um, but most of them were just like, oh my God, these people don't know their lines. And oh my God, she's like, why is it so fucking loud in this scene? Are they next to a refrigerator on that's on? Like, oh, just so ridiculous. It was just ridiculous. Guys, check out. Today is uh, the last day of January, January 30th. Yeah. Almost last day in January. Um, it is that really right? Wow. Yeah, dude. It is... Um, yeah, the end of January. Check it out on Tubi. Tubi. Check it out on Tubi. Tubi. The Majorettes. It the Majorettes. is. I mean, I'm telling you, it's worth the watch. Yeah. No. If you if you enjoy laughing at garbage, this is gold. Gold star. Shitty movie. <laughs> um, big shout out to everybody who's been hitting up us, hitting us up on social media. I love talking to people about the stuff. I've been watching a lot of um, kung fu lately. I got the Arrow video. Um, Shaw Brothers box set and I love like Shaw Brothers is like my favorite like kind of martial arts movies because they're like just shitty enough but still like fun enough that I'm on board you know and 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 some people have been like yeah but Bruce Lee's so much better not arguing that at sure. all right, right, right. yeah yeah Bruce Lee Jack and Chan all day are better movies I mean even some fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme movies are better movies better made better action sequences but I love me some Shaw Brothers because it's just that like perfect veneer of cheese and like bright red blood. But I watched The Boxer from Shang Tung. I cannot believe this movie came out in 1972 that I've never seen this movie and that there hasn't been anything this badass until like the 2000s in America where this dude's like fucking up hundreds of guys. They have axes. He's got axes stuck in him and he's still finding the will to kick their asses. Fucking awesome, dude. Just they kick their axes? <laughs> yeah, axes with asses. <laughs> <laughs> uh well guys let us know what you've been watching do you have a great shitty movie that we should be watching you got something that you have seen recently you're like this fucking sucks but i bet these idiots will like it <laughs> that should be our side podcast <laughs> this fucking sucks but i bet these idiots will like it <laughs> oh my god yeah oh that would be fun. Anyway, hit us up. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod on our website, LaunchpadPod.com. And on YouTube, you know how to find us. All right, Rumi, let's blast this thing off. Whoosh.
This boom ba. This boom ba. You're dead. This boom blood. This boom <laughs> Mace Jackson. <laughs> That's what that uh, movie should have been called. Mace yeah, Jackson. Mace Windu. This <laughs> boom Mace Windu. <laughs> Oh my god. All right, we're the Rocketeers and we are out. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.